What is up? You are listening to Music Industry Marketing with Matt Lillywhite. Okay, so first of all, I'd just like to thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, Of course, man, no problem. No worries. So tell people about yourself. Like, What was your sort of origin story, how you got into music? Um, so about me, um, so I've been playing like around with piano and stuff since mm. I was about like five or six. I come from like a pretty like artistic family. Like my dad, um, how he actually met my mom was through music. Oh wow! Because he was yeah he was a producer and um, awesome. so yeah so when they had uh, kids, I have an older brother. Um, he's twenty six now. And when I was smaller, um, they would always make beats and stuff on like like old hardware, like MPC, like 2000 yeah. and things like that. And um, you know, they tried to get me into it, and I didn't really, I wasn't really into it at first because I <laughs> had my mindset when I was smaller. I was like seven years old. I was like, I want to be like a constructor, like an architecture, because I've always been into like engineering and design. I still am. And um, eventually, for my ninth birthday, I got a MacBook. And it was like a really old like G4 or something like that. And then I right. had a reason on it. And then um, I just played around with it for a while and I started to get into it. And I just kind of like wanted to get better. And I started to get into like trying to recreate songs I liked. And I did a lot of hip hop at first because that's what my brother and my, yeah. my dad did. And then eventually um, my brother, he put me on EDM. He put me on a Dead Mouse and like Skrillex and stuff. And I was like, well, what the heck is this? Actually, you know, the first EDM. <laughs> First EDM song I heard was Butch Clancy. Uh, I forgot exactly what song it was, though. But I uh, I wish I knew the name of it. But it was Butch <laughs> Clancy back when he was, like, popping heavy on SoundCloud. Like, when yeah. SoundCloud was, like, just, like, everyone was on there. So, um, yeah, I was just really into that. And I was just making a whole bunch of product house for a long time. And then uh, I just kept going until I got to where I am now, pretty much. That's pretty awesome. So, obviously, you've been doing it a while, then. Um, yeah. So you've been featured on sort of loads of massive channels. So, for example, Suicide Sheep and everything else. Um, is there somewhere that you aspire to be on, or is it just like a case of them featuring your music, or what? Um, I don't know. There hasn't been really anywhere that I aspire to be on. I guess it would be cool to have like eventually be able to have enough influence to where I have, like, a whole, like, billboard article or something about me. Yeah. Um, so it will be cool to, like, be on, like, a massive publication like that or, like, even a magazine or something. It'll just be mm. cool for me. Not so much as, like, publicity, but it's, like, kind of like a... It's letting me know that I'm doing something right for, like, such a massive publication to want to write something about me. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. I feel like my biggest goals are, like, festivals or events that I'd want to play at or yeah. like accomplishments and like for example like one of my biggest things is like my main goal is to eventually hopefully be able to like score a film before i'm 30 years old because i mean if you listen to my music i have like a lot of kind of like cinematic like hans zimmer type yeah exactly things. yeah yeah and um so i've been just really trying to improve on that and you know study like exactly how to score a film and i'm actually into film too so it's like mm me learning how to film and then how like music affects like the mood of a film and how it's supposed to yeah. you know like progressive film and you know things like that so that's one of my biggest goals and then like certain festivals and events like it'll be dope to 
in the future be able to play Red Rocks as like a headliner oh, for or sure. like yeah. yeah or play main stage at EDC it's like you know just goals like awesome. that for the most part I'd say not really so much as as like channels or publications now that used to be my goal when I was first starting but now I'm just mm. trying to you know move on to um, you know bigger more challenging goals yeah definitely um, so obviously every single release you're becoming sort of uh, icon within sort of your genre, within sort of dance music, within electronic music. Um, really? <laughs> I'd certainly say so. I mean, for a lot of people I've spoken to, you're a massive inspiration for them. Um, so, sort of, do you, what are your sort of, not dreams, but like, what's your inspiration for sort of continuing every single day? Like, is there something you wake up and think, or do you just sort of take every day as it comes? I mean, at first, it used to be very, like, planned out for me. Like, it's just like, yeah. I want to be here. I want to do exactly this type of thing. And I don't know, I just guess for me, um, now I've just been kind of living it one day at a time. I just try to be as productive as I can be every day. And mm. I'd say like my, my dreams or aspirations in the future, like where I want to be is I want to be able to live off my passion. I want to be able to travel the world For and sure. create music and also inspire people and be, be as genuine as a person as I can be and also inspire others to not... Um, to not think that they're limited because of whatever it may be, like, in anything, like, whether it's your race, whether it's your your age, whether it's, like, your gender, whatever it is, like, I don't want people to think that they're limited to what they can yeah, do. Yeah, I totally and agree. It, yeah, and it's, like, for example, like, I'll just give a good example. Um, like, in EDM, there's not, like, a lot of African-American listeners or, or it's, it's getting... It's, becoming a lot bigger, more prominent, mm. or just producers in general. So I get a lot of messages from a lot of, like, you know, African-American, like, aspiring producers or anything like that. Yeah. Like, wow, it's so cool to see someone who looks like me doing this. And then on top of that, it's, like, me being a teenager, too, producing and then also being an African-American producer. I just yeah. feel like it, it can inspire people, like, hey, yo, it doesn't matter what race you are, it doesn't matter, like, what age you are, it doesn't matter... With demo, like just demographic mm. in general, if you put the hard work in and you just like be just be be a genuine person and just just keep it up, then you'll be able to succeed in whatever you want to do. So that's like Definitely. another yeah, another one of my things that I've been trying to um, kind of explain to people. Or like I don't know, like how people perceive me. I don't know exactly <laughs> how to explain it. <laughs> For sure, I mean sort of. I always just say to people, because I get asked a lot of questions like how I'm able to do what I do now, because I'm able to live off my music career and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And sort of a lot of people come from a working class background or whatever, and I just sort of tell them that, in my opinion, sort of if somebody else has become successful who was in their position sort of a few years ago, then it's possible that they can do it as well. It's, as you said, it's just a case of sort of hard work. Um, but yeah, so who's the most inspiring person in your life? The most, most inspiring person in my life? Yeah. Um, I'd say my mom is. She's, uh, how much how much she handles is, is pretty ridiculous. Like, she has <laughs> her own business, too. And it's like, she's able to keep up on everything. Like, it's my senior year in high school, and right. she keeps up yeah, she keeps up with more stuff, 
like than I do with like with what's going on like, with prom with graduation and mm. all that stuff like I don't really keep up for it because I don't I don't really care for it much but I mean she does and it and it's pretty crazy like she keeps up with that but she keeps up with all like the bills and everything that goes to the house that she keeps up with her business and it's like yeah she's just like an all-around amazing mom and then she's also like really funny and we're able to joke around we're able to <laughs> awesome. always like like, on Fridays, like, go see a movie or go to the skating ring, go skating, go get sushi, whatever it is. And we're just always able to have a, a good time. And she's always just wanting the best for me. And she always – and the biggest thing is she po- supports whatever I believe in. Like, That's I've went good. through so many phases. Yeah. Like, I mean, any hobby that you can imagine, I literally went through it. Like, I used to <laughs> do tumbling, like, with cheer and stuff. I used to skateboard heavy. I used to BMX bike. I used to be in the RC cars. And um, I used to, it's just like too many hobbies and things. She supported every single one of them. Like, I, she, I tried to be the best at all these different things. And she never was like, you know, you shouldn't blah, blah, blah. She, like, oh, she was very supportive. So she's one of the most inspirational people in my life. And I just hope to, you know, be as hardworking and, and as loving as her um, in the future. Mm. And that's great. I think sort of that kind of upbringing where, they're re- where parents are really supportive, I think that can definitely sort of help nurture you as a human being because obviously parents uh, influence their children's behavior quite a lot and so I think that that's one of the reasons why you're probably such a nice guy within the music industry if you've been brought up in that way Um, so is there a sort of mindset that you get yourself into when producing music like do you become mentally prepared or do you just do it whenever you want or what I just pretty much do whatever I want like Lately, I've been in, in a mindset where I'm making music to represent kind of how I feel at a certain point yeah. and make music to impress myself more than anything. Because, I mean, it was like certain points in like, I guess, my musical career where I was just like, I was so concerned with what other people would think of a song that I would like base like 90% of how that song is structured and how it sounds around what people wanted. Mm. And then I wouldn't be happy with it. Like I've had like some major remixes that have done really well that I was not really passionate about at all. And that I actually would consider one of my least favorite tracks that I've produced. But some people might say that that's their favorite that I've ever done. But at the same time, it's because I made it for the people instead of myself. So I mean, that, that does make sense. Um, so yeah, lately I've just been trying to make music that represents me and music that I'm passionate about and music that I would like listening to. Cause I don't, what I hate is I don't want to make music that I'm not going to enjoy listening to. I want to be able to put my own music into like my EDM playlist or like my R&B playlist or whatever and be able to listen to it. Yeah, so jam out to it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. music's art, I guess. And so you've got to make sure that you enjoy it, you appreciate it and sort of, as much as for yourself as for everybody else, like it's got to be something that you're passionate about, and yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so this is a question that I ask at every single at the end of every single interview. Um, mm-hmm. If the world was ending tomorrow, what legacy would you want people to remember you by? Um, I would just want people to remember me as um, I don't know someone who just genuinely cared about like uh what he was doing and generally genuinely cared about others too like i mean for the most part whenever i like i'll have like these little moments on snapchat whatever it is because i know Mm -hmm. like sometimes i go through my little like um i don't want to say like 
depression, but I'd say like, you know, like my, my downtimes. Yeah. And I feel like I don't have anyone to talk to. And I try to remind people, I mean, it's hard for me to respond to everyone all the time. For sure. But I try to, to always say like, if you guys are ever feeling like really down, you feel like you have no one to talk to, you know, just, just message me. And if I see it, I will definitely respond. I'll have a conversation with you because, you know, I just want to make sure that you know that as someone's there for you. And, uh, Definitely, that's great. Yeah, I think that's what I'd like to be remembered by is just trying to, to help others in, in any kind of way, like whether it's, you know, like music, because, you know, music heals all kinds of wounds. And um, whether it's like me being able to talk to someone, whether it's me inspiring someone to go out and create and do something that they thought that they couldn't do, whether mm. it's, it's making people get out of their comfort zone. I, yeah, I'd like to be remembered as, as someone who motivated and helped people to be like the best version of themselves and to love themselves. So Definitely, that's really inspirational, actually. Um, yeah, well, thank you for taking the time for talking to me. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. Everybody... And that was Music Industry Marketing with Mal Lillywhite. And I'd just like to thank you for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed it, go share it with a friend who needs to hear it. Because helping them with their career is something that friends do. And I'd like to think that my community helps each other out. And so, yeah, I think that you should keep grinding, keep hustling, keep chasing your dreams, your ambitions, and never let anybody tell you that you'll never achieve it. Good luck.